welcome to the Black Thought Show. Welcome, welcome. Again with myself, Remarkable, and Ez Press. Ez Press here in the house. And today we're going to be talking about erectile dysfunction. Okay. Woo! Something I haven't personally suffered. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what? The other day I went into um, a toilet in London Bridge for a quick pee and I see these posters that were up and it said, Ed is dead. I'm thinking, who's Ed? Yeah. And what's this Ed is dead? It was all over the place. Mm. And then when I saw the small print, it was about um, ED, Ed is erectile dysfunction. Oh, okay. It's basically... Um, we're giving people awareness about the situation and I guess making it a, a, a conversation piece because it's up in a public place mm-hmm. where thousands of people are going every day mm-hmm. um, so I was like okay cool and then a couple days later I heard on the radio that um, the porn industry is having an effect on youngsters when it comes to erectile dysfunction so it was saying how 20 less than 10 years ago um, less than about 2 to 3% of young people suffering from erectile dysfunction rewind to 2019 mm-hmm. survey done beginning this year according to the Guardian mm-hmm. saying that that number has jumped to 37% of young people are suffering from erectile dysfunction from 2 from 2 to, to yeah. 3 to 37 so it's a wow. third of young people now are suffering from erectile dysfunction. Wow. Yeah. So. What was the age group for that? Um, that it didn't specify. Okay. Um, it just said young people. It just said young people. Okay. That could be under 21s. It could be under 18s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't specify. Okay. Um, but that's a crazy job, though. Regardless. That's ridiculous. Dude. I mean, I'm always, I'm always a bit dubious about surveys. I think who, yeah. have, who have they spoken to? And who are they actually, sponsoring? Yeah, them? Okay. exactly. And do, do they actually have they sponsored by it? So there like, you go. Pills and stuff like that. Mm. Exactly, because I think these is the posters were promoting um, a new type of Viagra, Viagra pill. Okay, okay. Because Viagra initially, when it came out, was for um, Older people, older men. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, men that basically come into the end of their their cell by day. Want to get a couple more things in. Yeah, yeah. Take the pill, boom. Yeah. But now they got these new pills for a younger generation. Okay. Because um, what is it the same new pill or something? It's a. Um, according to the article that I read, it's a similar type of pill. Yeah. They probably changed the color for it, but okay. it does the same thing. Okay. Um, but then. I started reading up on other on reasons as to why people yeah. are having erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Um, some of them could be based on diet stress. Um, yeah, diet stress. Um, lack of sleep um, was some of the reasons. But one that stuck st- stood out to me, and they said that this was really relating more to the young people, was. Porn. When they say porn, is that a particular kind of porn or just? Um, what they did say is that what it said was graphic porn, mm. um, where they. Uh, this is the person power. I'm paraphrasing what the person wrote, but yeah. they were saying that um, um, 
seeing unrealistic rushless porn where um, acts are happening that you probably wouldn't do in a normal environment okay. but they, they people are getting stimulated by these images um, becoming normalised for them and it becomes normalised oh, okay. and then when it comes to actually doing the real the real thing mm. it doesn't meet their expectations okay okay mm. That's interesting because I, I'm, I, I didn't know about that. I know that in terms of like stress, diet just to, to, to some degree, um, and I have a friend who they used to go to the gym a lot. Gym, 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 gym. And one time, it was casually dropped in the conversation that they take the blue pill, they take Viagra. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh? Because I'm thinking, you're a gym man, like, yeah, what? yeah, like, why, like, I'm sure, like, that boosts blood flow and all that kind of stuff mm. and that kind of thing. And he, he's, yeah, he did, he didn't actually, it was one of the kind of all conversations, yeah, so he didn't actually go into detail, mm. but I was just surprised that he actually had, had actually mentioned it. Mm. But, um, and he said to me, do, do I need it? And I was like, <laughs> no, like. I, I, don't, I don't I don't need it but I was saying to him like why did he try any alternatives right like like herbal natural like, alternatives yeah because I I can't remember the names there's one called stone that's how it's so, so, yeah, so I've stone. Heard stone yeah right. you, rub, you rub it on the teeth yeah <laughs> or you get a magnum or yeah. something like, <laughs> or magnum or I, I actually don't know if them things make any difference at all mm-hmm. like for me personally I've had magnum but I didn't do that I'm trying to think I was like okay I've never done it but I've heard this stone is supposed to be a miracle work oh really yeah so I've heard <laughs> I feel like I want to try it one day <laughs> just because see I just get nervous that I'll get a heart attack or something so I'll leave it alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think you know. I, I think the, the side effect of erectile dysfunction is that, as a man, mm-hmm. that's your that's your balls. That's your yeah, yeah. that's your ego. That's that's who you are. Like mm-hmm. that's a, a major part of you. So I yeah, think it must knock at some a person's confidence. Right. This will. I think this will knock um, your confidence. I think for me personally. The, the term erectile dysfunction, I'm guessing it could cover a range, but I, I just I always just kind of assume that it means that you just don't function at all forever. Mm. Like, there's nothing that you can actually do at all. But maybe it actually covers times where it's the odd occasions where you're going through stress, or it's the odd occasion where your diet is wrong, or like you said before, like the sleep patterns. Because I think to me, this happened to me like this where I've not been particularly turned on or wanted to partake in sex or anything like that mm-hmm. and the times I think those have actually happened I think it's been under quite a bit of duress mm-hmm. um, because you always know that you're attracted to somebody you always know that yeah. you know, if you know someone looks good or something like that mm-hmm. but um, I think when you're a lot of things are going on in your mind and your brain is not really in the moment or, or any kind of thing I think sometimes these things can actually happen it's happened to myself mm. and I think that no one would ever actually talk about that because yeah, it's yeah. like man a bad man you yeah. know that every single time man I would it but I forget the woody mm-hmm. but no but I know I know that um, when we was trying out for our second child 
we was trying for some time. Mm. Um, we started we started um, the process later. Um, uh, there was a, a big gap between our first uh, the gap between my children is ten years. Yeah. So we started for a second child maybe after seven years, um, and we just assumed it will be that first just happened straight away. Okay. But, but it, it didn't. And then your your mind starts playing with you. Okay. Something with your body. Do I need yeah. to check this out? Do I need to do that? Do I need to take tests? Yeah. What kind of tests do I need to do? So all these processes were were then put in place so we can. It was like a process of elimination to ensure that okay, we can. We, we, we're certain it's not this. Let's yeah. try this. Um, How did that make you feel at the, at the time? Well, I mean, initially, I kind of felt like okay, maybe. It's, I, I kind of felt like okay, I'm gonna support my my, my wife. Yeah. Something must be going on here. Yeah. I didn't even consider myself to be honest okay. in the beginning. Yeah. But um, when it started to become not a chore, but it started to become more um, structured in the sense that okay, this is my oblate ov- ovulation period. Okay. Um. um this is the best day of the month that this needs to happen so this needs to, we should try okay. now at times I didn't feel as turned on by I don't I don't, I don't, I don't like structure when it comes to right. it wasn't, it wasn't organic yeah I like it to be free flowing yeah, 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 and yeah. happy you know um, so that did put a bit of pressure on me and it played on my mind so and the there was times that, where is, is that erectile dysfunction so I don't I know. Think maybe let's let's Google that. Yeah, term. because erectile dysfunction. So at least we know exactly. I know because it, I guess it displays a dysfunction at that time of yeah. the erectile. <laughs> I would say it would. It was. But um, going back to this article, this yeah. article was more based upon how um, porn industry, Instagram porn girls, how their numbers. And their likes are going up because they, they their fan bases are massive. Um, but the downside to that is men are sitting at home masturbating to these um, women online. Okay. Who are airbrushed? Who are highly airbrushed? Airbrushed. They got the injections. Loads of things going on. Yeah. So in the when the deed needs to be done with an actual real life real human person, being. Yeah. It's, it's not, not happening. It's not to the standards. No. Because I guess the things that they have to deal with, mm-hmm. um, reality is cellulite, or reality is, you know, just everyday things that we yeah. that we have to kind of experience and, and, and deal with. So I guess sometimes people are living in a, in a, a kind of fantasy world, I guess. If yeah. Yeah. Maybe they, they lose the fact that it's not reality that they're looking at. Like, for example, they're looking at Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook models or, you know, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. But just to go back, so I've just found on the internet, so it says, erectile dysfunction, ED, is the inability to keep or get an erection firm enough to have sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. It's also sometimes referred to as impotence. Occasional erectile dysfunction isn't uncommon. Many men experience it during times of stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means that it covers any time when a man cannot get yeah. an erection. So stress, diet, food, what, 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 whatever mm. it is. But when you think back to your youth, 
and in general, like people will say, your prime times are the twenties, is it? Yeah, twenties. Yeah, yeah. You know, so people with their 21, 23 not being able to do the deed is that 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 would be. I'm trying to think. Did, did I ever have issues at them times? I definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. To, I I don't think I did. I think it's later in life where. Now I've got to think about like I'm responsible for, for rent, yeah, yeah. transport tax. I'm responsible for my car. I'm responsible for bills. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm at university. I'm at, like I think from that kind of time. I think that's when maybe things might have changed. But mm-hmm. in in yeah, I think yeah, younger you just wake up and in the morning you just get greeted with certain things that's looking up at you like rah, like mm-hmm. can I not rest in the morning kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and that happens less and less well for me anyway. Mm-hmm. The older that I get, because I'm with somewhere that it's actually, um, you're if you wake up in the morning and you're ready to go, mm-hmm. even if even if no one's in the bed with you or not, yeah. that's actually supposed to shows that your body's functioning properly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as you say, the older you get, it's less and less. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that you then have to go and seek some kind of health advice. Yeah. But. Just know that if you're waking up and that's happening, that's supposed, that's a natural thing that shows, that shows that your body's working the okay. way it's supposed to. That's good. Yeah. And I think another thing for me as well is that um, recently for Lent, I gave up um, takeaway food and also confectionery. Right. So, and I, my partner and my stepdaughter, she gave, they both gave up similar things as well. Mm-hmm. But they failed in the last two to three weeks. So <laughs> I was left hand solo with the thing. So, what I'm drinking is water, no fizzy drinks, yeah. just healthy foods, just, you know, brown rice. I didn't, have, I didn't really have any, any white pasta or white rice and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened to, to my body, but erections just seemed to be more flowing like mm. stronger I was like is it just a coincidence mm. and I was like nah could it be because I think there was times like where I was like there's things I'd done that I hadn't done for years I was like rah and man was still I still had the energy yeah. so it made me really think about the things that I'd given up mm-hmm. and the main culprit in those things was actually sugar sure. yeah and I had read online that sugar does have a, a part to play in, in, in a man's health kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like even when it comes to joints and, and, and I realised as well, when I finished Lent, mm-hmm. I was like, alright, so I can have sugar now. Yeah, yeah. I finished as well. Right. Yeah. So then, one day I think I must have had a Lindor, Lindor bunny rabbits, mm-hmm. the white chocolate ones. I ate two of those, like, oh, you know, this is, like, this is, Sickening, I, I was like, I had enough. Then there was some MM ones as well. I had some MMs, some crunchy MMs, and then I was boxing off a whole packet. And I said, I'm, uh, I threw the rest of it away. But then I realized that the, the following day when I woke up, I was just in aches and pains. Like, mm. my joints ache, I couldn't wake up properly, I was quite stiff. And, yeah. and I was like, wow, and it was all. I'm thinking it's all from that sugar rush that mm. I had that, that burst sugar into my system. Because yeah. when I came off and I tried some Easter eggs and stuff, I realised that after that, like now, I'm 
I started to crave mm. sugary products. Yeah, yeah. I started to crave it. And I was like, wow. And I was at work, I'm trying to eat grapes, I'm trying to eat um, um, clementines, I'm trying to eat certain things mm. to kind of, you know, counteract the, the desire for it. But it, yeah, it was, very, it was very strong. So it made me realize that. And I'm thinking to myself, if that, if it actually is the fact that my intake of sugar has a direct impact on my sexual ability, mm. That's a, that's a revelation. Mm. But kind of something back in my mind is like, is it just a coincidence? Is well, it just... I mean, just thinking about the last hundred years, the the intake of sugar in mankind mm. is probably a hundred times higher now than it yeah. was back then. Yeah. Um, it will be hard to. Um, there must be facts and figures that will show that men. Impotency maybe dropped in those hundred years as well, maybe, yeah. and maybe it may be related to sugar yeah. um, intake. Because in some, with, to some aspect, to some extent, the um, porn industry has always been around. Yeah, now, prostitution exactly. is the oldest form of trade that there is. Um, I think it's easier access. Now. It's easier access, and people are getting it younger. Because yeah. in the Guardian article, it said kids as young as eleven had been exposed to porno either via phone or uh, a PC. Yeah. Kids up in their room having um, local monitoring. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah exactly. Um, and it, all it takes is for one child to have it, and then he can sell it to all his friends. Because a lot of kids now yeah. under the age of say 13 for example have whatsapp on their phone yeah i think whatsapp is an app that has an age limit so these kids are not even supposed to have it on their phone yeah. parents need to be monitoring that because yeah. um, it does have an effect it says here that um, clin- um clinics sex therapists and doctors when dealing with um uh, people with compulsive sexual disorders yeah they say that 80% of the people that reported these professionals have said that their erectile dysfunctioning is based on porn. Okay. And that's that's a massive percentage. When you think that about is. all the other things that you read about, you said stress, yeah. diet, yeah. Um, but 80% of the people that are coming into the, the, the doors, these professionals, I mean, these professionals probably are based in the UK. Yeah. So obviously that's not a worldwide study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're talking about a particular age group as well, got to bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, but that's, that is a very alarming amount. That is a very alarming amount. I didn't think it would be so prevalent. Mm. It, now that you say it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does make sense because access to anything on the internet, legit or illegitimate, is so easy. I think back in the days at school, if we had access to porn, it's because somebody managed to get a magazine. Yeah, yeah. So to get the magazine, you have to get to the top shelf. To get to the top shelf, you have to make sure the place is not watching, mm-hmm. or that you know whatever yeah. they need to actually get the. So there was a sequence mm-hmm. of events mm-hmm. to take place in order for to get that magazine yeah. into school, and it's not like you can get it anytime you want. Yeah. So they people might pass it around to their friends and that mm-hmm. kind of. But now. Everyone has their own phone, so they can be sent it yeah, from yeah. the comfort of their own home. Yeah. Nobody knows what's on the phone. There's the app you can hide stuff on your phone. And mm. So yeah, so I I wonder what what somebody would do. Well, I think like the article said that erectile dysfunction happens to everyone, even if it's based on stress or if it's based on um, 
food or if it's based on you know porn mm. addiction like who can they get help from mm. because I I can more or less guarantee that guys who not speak to guys says I'm yeah. actually suffering mm. with erectile dysfunction it happened mm. the once or it might the main I think they might say in jest like oh it was her or I didn't like what's happening or, yeah. you know maybe put it in a way that it's not exactly the truth as to what actually yeah. happened because I think sometimes maybe it's, it's embarrassing mm. and because I think that's what the posters in, in the station were trying to put across that look this, it, this, this is something that happens to most men or to a, 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 a percentage of men yeah. so let's talk about it let's okay. be more open about it um, because as you say like um, especially within the black community I, I, I don't remember ever speaking to any of my friends mm. about any kind of impotence impotence yeah. yeah. going on um, I've always heard rumours that people that go to the gym and take steroids it can affect yeah, them in I that way that as well. yeah. um, but I never, I never took steroids or anything like that, so I, I never had first-hand experience. Mm. So I can't, and because no one's confirmed to me that yeah, you know what, bruv, I took yeah. this thing and this is what happened yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the facts, okay. um, but um, it is happening. The posters are going out there, mm-hmm. um, and I'm assuming there's uh, well, obviously there, there is sex therap- sexual therapists out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and clinics available but it's how do you drop that conversation especially if you're 18 yeah how do you drop that conversation with yeah. your man then exactly about what's happened yeah I think that um, because of our ego our machismo that we're supposed to be uh, you know the man that kind of thing mm. to talk about the thing will make us maybe make us feel like we're weak or that we're not adequate or we're not a man because mm. we're suffering with erection problems um, and then if I think maybe the perception maybe as well also of, of like a, a therapist mm. like what would you say to them like yeah. what what can they say to you mm. like if it's something to do with your finances you're stressing because of finances and then it's having a direct impact on your relationship yeah the sex workers can't help you get work I'm assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know so would it be better for man then to actually talk to other men that actually has that mm. or someone who's actually been to a therapist mm. and can explain alright mm. I mean I feel like we could do actually go to a therapist mm-hmm. if that's even you know a quick thing or something happened and then we can talk about our experience as to what happened or you know that kind of thing so you mean like having a workshop yeah right I see what you're saying yeah so then that way people who might have questions who might not want to ask someone that they know mm. or they might not want to ask someone that is around them or in the family or like it's impartial yeah yeah, yeah. so I don't know you don't need to boast me or brag to me mm. this is this is this is what happened when I went this is what this is how they treat you mm. this is how they, you know they ask you for this particular form but sometimes you might think you know people don't like doctors and, and needles yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know that kind of thing so maybe that could be something that we could do is like go there and you know explain our experience of actually going to that mm-hmm. like the booking the appointment to how you have to speak to to mm-hmm. when you actually arrive at the place is it how, how do you actually feel mm-hmm. you know because I think I've been to sexual health clinic before and like it's, it's nervous yeah yeah definitely it's, everyone in there feels you just 
I remember the first time I made the one. You just feel like everyone's got AIDS. <laughs> and you're like, don't know to touch you. And then you don't know seeing you coming in and leaving yeah. because you think, wow, they're gonna think he's got the disease. Like, so it's not it's it's not the ideal it's not, is place it? to be, especially when you're like 16, 17. What? You know, but it, it's it's a necessary it's a it's a necessary evil it's though because definitely. if you are um doing the deed, hopefully you are wrapping up anyway. Yeah. But accidents happen and it's best to be safe to rather than be sorry, so Yeah. No. So I think what do you think would make people be more open about going to a sexual health clinic or going to a, a sex therapist or mm. I, I, what what would make it easy if you had to go to one year let's say tomorrow right there's there's issues yeah. erectile dysfunction mm. right so would you talk to your friends would you look at going to sex therapist would you go to your GP would you just get Viagra which is not a solution I don't think but that's what they're saying a lot of people have been doing uh-huh. they're saying a lot of people have been getting Viagra and um it sounds like there's different doses of one. <laughs> so okay. if you're taking the wrong one, that it can have, have impact. Yeah, it can have a, like a, I wouldn't say a, a over positive impact, but you might end up having more. It's <laughs> <laughs> never going down. Yeah, you there's might. no sunset. Exactly, <laughs> and yeah, so that that can be an extreme yeah. circumstance, but equally it can maybe push you back further so um would you actually would you actually consider it would you actually be like I've never considered it because as I said earlier I think I don't personally I don't like taking pills and stuff anyway yeah um the whole thought of having a Viagra and knowing that that's going to have my heart racing yeah just makes me nervous I meant in terms of if you had to go to sexual health and therapist okay like if you've had erectile dysfunction I think I'll speak to my GP first okay um yeah like and here's another one preferably a male GP yeah and here's a <laughs> tip you know sometimes you go to a GP mm. back in the days it used to be the same GP that's right over yeah. and over yeah. so every time you go same person you know, you know your guy or now it's anyone in the house anyone in the house anyone that's available mm. Do you think that would put you off, actually, even... Because sometimes you call reception like, well, like, send me GP, please. Yeah. And say, why would you like to see your GP? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, <laughs> why are you asking me my business? I want to see my GP, is it? And I want to see Dave. Yeah, I see it's, I see it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah. can you imagine, like, imagine, we're talking about him now. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's man that out there that they're having the issue... Mm-hmm. Number one, don't want to go to my GP because number one, they ask you questions yeah, at reception. Yeah. Number two, like, who's going to go to my GP? Is it the same one I had last time? Mm. When I had the cold, when I had the flu, when I had sickness, when I had hurt my arm? Or is it going to be the same GP that follows me all yeah, each and every time? Yeah. Okay, skip the GP then. Will I go to a second health clinic and ask for a therapist? I don't know no one mm. who's given an example of actually going and they've been fine. Yeah. So yeah. it's just going to be like taboo. It's going to be yeah. a fit. So the more likelihood is they'll continue doing porn or whatever that's causing erectile dysfunction and then maybe brushing over it by taking Viagra which is not the solute like Mm. it can fix it it will fix the issue but it won't fix the underlying root cause as to what it is Mm -hmm. so it's 
I've never, I've never actually thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, but that's that's that can be a lot. It could be quite quite daunting. I don't know. In itself, that's stress. That's enough to give you a exposure. <laughs> no, that's the catch twenty-two right there. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking the GP, but after what you just said, I think maybe the best bet would have been to go to the sexual health, the sexual yeah, health clinic. Yeah, yeah. because um, that's they're the specialists. Yeah. Um, there's no phone call and them asking me for questions over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, even for them, even for the, the smallest of things, it can be a bit embarrassing because yeah. you just wanna be seen. You don't wanna have yeah, to exactly, explain exactly. to someone and then for them to say, like, right, the doctor's gonna call you back. And then yeah. say, well, I don't think you need to come. Like, I want to come in. That's why I phoned you first. Exactly, place. exactly. You know, um, exactly. So yeah, maybe the sexual health opinion is the best place to go. In 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 my, in my mind, what I yeah. probably would do. Um, as I said before, I, I did want to speak to a man. He might be able to relate and be able to say, yeah, boom, this is what happened to me. That is, it's nat- it's natural. Yeah. You know, put my, give me a bit, a little bit of peace of mind. Yeah. Um, with regards to the situation. Um, yeah, but it's a tricky one. I can see the dilemma. I can see how um, a youngster um, starting up in the game might right. not want to go and do that. So that means it's very important for us to have a discussion with everyone, with young mm. men, and to let them know that there there, there is options mm. um, if you are suffering. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you would like to think that because it is so common now. And because it is affecting a lot of youth, yeah. that hopefully the, it will be picked up in the curriculum and start being taught about in schools. In the same way, because right now there's a lot of emphasis on the schools picking up on sexual health, yeah, um, and other type of sex, yeah, um, the GBRT, LGBT, LGBT, yeah, 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 yeah LGBT, whatever it is. <laughs> The gays and the lesbians and, <laughs> and all of them people there. Yeah. So, um, as well as talking about those things, maybe this is something that they should talk about because yeah. it's an important factor. Um, and there's other elements that affect the, the ED. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's basically the icebreaker. And then, obviously, it, it might empower those kids to think, okay, I've heard about this. I know what it is. Because I didn't, I, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I wouldn't have known what this was when yeah. I was 16. Yeah. I never heard about it. Yeah. Um, so it would empower those kids to then think, okay, they might get a pamphlet, some information. So when it, when and if it happens to them, they've got a, a point of contact okay. where they can go back to. Another thing I'm thinking about, because I, I work with young people, and mm-hmm. many years ago, <coughs> uh, I was working with a black, black boy, and um, he went to go to a counsellor, yeah, because um, he needed some counselling about something. I can't remember what it, what it was exactly. So me and him, we, we got to this this place, and we sat in this room. And then the, you know, the psychologist or psychiatrist, he he, he came in, mm-hmm. and you know he, he started asking the other person some questions, you know, uh, and. The genuine expression of the young person, he looked at me in bewilderment and he said to me, who is this guy? <laughs> like, you know, he was genuinely confused. As mm. he, he said, Mark, who is this guy? 
and um, getting into his life. No, what it was that he couldn't relate. Oh, I see. To because he was a right. white middle-aged guy. Mm. So to be able to relate, yeah, disconnect. Absolute disconnect. Mm. And I'm thinking, would that be the same thing with sexual health clinic as well? Like, mm. for a young black male to want to go to that thing in the first place, mm-hmm. if it's a woman, that might be a bit more daunting. Yeah. If it's a white guy, less less daunting. Mm. But if it's a black guy, somebody that they, they can actually relate to, mm. that maybe similar background, similar culture, mm. that might even be easier. Yeah, yeah. Unless I think, oh, it might be someone from my family, or it might be a friend of someone else, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. that just came to my mind as well, as, mm. as someone that might be another hurdle. Mm. Because I do remember the, 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 the young person at the time, he, he was so genuine in his bewilderment. Like, who is this guy? Yeah, like, yeah. What, why is he talking to me? If it wasn't another situation, he would never be talking to me. Like, I, mm. I've got nothing in common with this guy. Mm. He won't know my life, he won't know what I've been through, he won't know what I've experienced, like, yeah, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Mm. So I, I think that's something as well, but I don't know if there's um, black owned or black led um, sexual health clinics um, that will have males predominantly in there that a young black male could actually go to. Yeah, I, I guess we, what we have to do is um, see if there's any websites. Or, yeah. Um, there are available maybe put them at the bottom if you find them yeah that's a good idea yeah Um, so if anyone has got um, any of these issues they can contact the website below Um, yeah because I guess my whole thing is I don't want people to block it out and just go for the pill and just feel that that's how they need to go about it like if anyone's got any kind of problems, really, truly, the best thing to do is to seek help. Seek help, and, yeah. And to try and eradicate the problem is yeah. sooner rather than later, really, before it has a long-term effect. And yeah, yeah. that's why I think podcasts like this are so important to hear from a black male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, having gone through issues, having experienced certain things, mm-hmm. having failed and tried and tested and you know still mm. trying to work out things but mm. being able to share our experiences I think is in, invaluable mm. because there might be someone out there that they've got no one to turn to yeah, yeah. they've got no one that might they can relate to or understand what they might be going through right right at this present moment in time so mm. if you are someone and as I said the description of the erectile dysfunction it can happen doesn't mean it has to be permanent yeah. it can happen on other occasions it can happen on you know, one-off. Um, if you feel that it's something that is is bringing your mood down, or you're not, you don't feel good, you don't feel in yourself, or you don't feel right, please try and and seek help. Like, yeah. Look at the options. Like, you can do research. You can make phone calls. Doesn't mean you have to face anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do on the internet. Have a look. We'll see if we find anything. We can put in, put the links below yeah. and that kind of thing. So at least you know we're trying to cover as, as much as much bases as, as possible. Mm, I mean, the other thing I would say um, to the young people out there is um, what I've found in life is a lot of times when you don't talk about conversation and then someone brings it up, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I can relate to that." Yeah, because no one is the first person to go through anything. Everyone's kind of 
been through some kind of situation yeah. before. Um, it's just that sometimes within your circles, people might not want to talk about it because of embarrassment and they don't want to show face. But yeah, don't let pride yeah, stop you from getting help. Yeah. Let ego stop you from getting help. Mm-hmm. Always try to get the, your, your best self. And sometimes you might need to seek special specialistic help, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. As a black man, don't feel that you're not allowed to or it's not available to you you're always entitled to get support help mm. and and something that will allow you to, to feel yourself again because if you are suffering from mental dysfunction and you resort to Viagra for example um, you might not feel as fulfilled as if you was getting a full erection without taking medication yeah. so if you could find out the underlying reason and address that mm. obviously it's easier said than done whether it be stressed with work bills or relationship or things running in your life kind of thing mm. but if you can there's some kind of avenue please try and, and mm. seek it and see what you can do because um, you will benefit in, mm. in the end and to the big man them out there be mindful that when you are sending out your porn and getting your little kicks it could end up in a child's hands yeah. that can have a long term effect on that young person um, it's not like back in the day when people had the little VCR and it was <laughs> yep. just them in the room and they were able to do their thing or they were able to reach up and get that magazine from the top shelf electronics means that something can go viral very quickly and it can end up in the wrong hands and as the article said 2% jump in the last 10 years to 37% of young people are watching these images and it's affecting them and we have to be mindful of that because that's the next generation yeah but also another point I wanted to add <clears throat> for, for young people that suffer with erectile dysfunction I think that would not only be like the main issue but I think that would bring other issues along so for example if you have a young male and he's suffering with erectile dysfunction, doesn't know why, doesn't know who to turn to, mm. doesn't feel to talk to anyone, you now could be can become the kind of person who becomes aggressive, you're very angry yeah. at life, you know, you, you no longer want to study, mm. you no longer want to go out, mm. you don't want to meet people in case of you know embarrassed situations. Yeah. Um, so be aware that if you are suffering from erectile dysfunction, it can have a knock-on effect to other particular areas in your life that it may happen so quick that you might not actually even realise yeah. so you're smacking at your friends you don't know why mm. you don't want to go you want to study you don't want to watch the films you want to go out you don't know why so these are kind of symptoms of stress yeah. stress related and they kind of all um, tunes in but yeah I think we've, we've covered a, a, a quite a lot there I'm sure there's much much more but yeah I think the main thing to take away is See if you can talk to someone, even if it's, even if it's a close friend, you know, or somebody that you trust, somebody you can confide in, you know, um, you know, just and for, for the black men out there, elders, talk to your young people, talk to them about everything, be open and honest with them because they might be suffering and they don't know who to turn to, but you're the best person as well as a person hearing on the internet or speak to their friends, you know, that kind of thing, how to do things effectively. Mm-hmm. You know properly so yeah yes 
Till next time, peace yes. from myself. And from myself as president. This is the Black Thoughts Podcast. Peace. <laughs>